this is the best podcast in the world. I'm telling you that. I call Micah all the time for, for consulting, and I'm way older than him. But And Steve, uh, these two have made me some money, so this is the right place to be, no doubt. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. What's up, Michael, man. man? We have finally made it. We made it. The big episode 100. <laughs> 100 episodes. We are here. We are still clicking. We are still firing. But today we got a special guest, a return guest, actually one of our highest rated guests coming back. By popular Mr. demand. Yeah, by, yeah, by popular <laughs> demand, Mr. Adam James. What up? What's up? How you guys doing? You know what? I've been trying to get back on this show for like two years. You, know, you came on here, got my information, and I've never heard from you guys. I feel like a cheap date on this show, guys. Okay, I, just, I mean, you guys blew up, and I, I, I'm watching your show every week. You got the, the, the CEO of properly. I said, wow, they just forgot about the little people. That's cool. So, you know, I'm back. You know, I'll take the crumbs now, but that's cool. We're, we're saving you for an extra special episode, Adam. Oh, the one hundo. The one. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, the big you. one we've been waiting you. on. <laughs> I take started right, from I the right. bottom and race to the top. I just want to congratulate you guys both on just the tenacity and what it takes to bring a hundred episodes. I can literally say I think you guys are the best in the world. Um, probably the two most brilliant minds when it comes to short-term rentals. I mean, I listen to you guys all the time um and i just want to tell you thank you for the space that you created for us i want to acknowledge you guys you've made me more money you've made life better and you're really making a difference so just congratulations on who you both are and, and even your your wives and your families for giving you the time to let you do that but just from everyone across the world we just want to tell you we really value you guys thank you so much man. thanks oh, yeah man. definitely man that's uh, that's amazing thank you so much oh Yo, you're amazing bro <laughs> you're amazing <laughs> All right, let's get to business. Yeah, uh, man, what, what have you been up to, Mr. Adam James? You know what, guys? Um, we're all fans of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Okay, but you know what? I read that book a long time ago, and I revisited it recently, and he said something in that book that kind of changed my life, that I've, I've made it a, uh, my vision for the next couple of years. And, um, and it's all about share economy, what we guys do. And so, you know, he talked about how when you own a house, right, that, that it's actually a liability instead of an asset. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's not producing you income. And so I made it, I mean, that's, it, it's, it's amazing. And I made it a point last year after reading a boy, I don't have any assets that don't produce me income. So, you know, my personal home, I rent that out a week just to pay the note. You know, we got it. We, we, um, right now I'm mastering Toro. Toru, and I, and, I, and I found a way to automate that, and it's working out great. Today is the first month that I made a profit where it's automated, and I figured out how to do that. And we're gonna, I want to do another show on that later. I'm going to put a course on that. But it's really easy, guys, especially in Dallas. I'm here mm-hmm. in Dallas right now. Um, uh, that is a great asset to give to your, your short-term rentals. Great, great opportunity to really get into that, really. Um, I even suggest... 
even going on and finding what are the most rental cars and and and, and leaving that uh that that for your your your, your guest um the house that i'm in right now is is a build out from one of my students that and and i'm here visiting and i can't be too loud because she actually listened i'm really excited she was building a house and i said listen do not build a house that you're going to have to just pay every month and she literally downstairs put a separate apartment and right now she's renting it in the tent the nurse is down there right now it's a new build and it just makes me excited as she called and told me because a lot of the stuff i got from your show just listening to you guys and, and the ideas and and I, I'd say, come listen to uh, uh, this what, this podcast. And it is just amazing. She had two cars. And I said, well, I said you have this other Lexus here. Let's put it on, on, on Toru. And so we're just doing everything. So I just want everybody to have seven streams of income. And, yeah. and, and nothing that you have should not be producing you any type of money. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Man, I, well, first off, it's funny you said that because I'm actually in the middle of getting a house built. With an apartment attached to it. You're a bad boy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to get. I want to get a house built with yeah. an apartment attached. Um, and the Toro thing, man, that, that's actually, we'd actually like to talk to you about that because we've, sure. we've been talking to people and like, we t- talked to uh, one of our past guests and he was like, the problem he was having was when you try to automate it, it doesn't produce as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I mean, I don't know, Toro. I'm I, I'm really interested in getting in, getting involved in it because I think I think the per, it's a perfect match with Airbnb and Toro, but I just don't. I haven't taken the leap yet. Well, I well of course. So the the question is, is why you haven't you know, Michael? One one thing I know about you guys in this group, the only reason you know, if you look at the definition of a break a breakthrough versus a breakdown, a breakthrough. If you look at the definition, I was speaking this weekend at a conference here in Dallas. And I just talked about breakdowns and breakthroughs. And, and, you know, a breakthrough, you know, when it comes to you taking an action is just removing that limitation that's stopping you, whatever mm-hmm. that limitation is. And I think with you, and I invite you to consider, is, is just the knowledge. Because I know you. When you boy, when you put your mind to something, you jump on it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of asking. Um, yeah, uh, there's, there are systems in place with Toru that allow you to automatic to to automate it just like Airbnb. They're already invented. It's it's not that difficult. You know, you know how you you you, you hooked me up with uh, Smart MB Smart uh, BNB. Thank mm-hmm. you, Michael. That changed my life. Oh, I yeah. owe you that. Yeah, yeah. So, but with the Turu, they have the exact same software. Okay. The exact same software. See, and I figured I figured they would eventually get into stuff like that because that's how you. You know, because that's where people start getting rich. People start getting picks and shovels, as Steve's always, Steve always calls it. You know, I think that Turo has to get into stuff like automated, automate, automation tools, which I think something like automated messaging would really help. You know, I haven't been on the platform to use it yet, but I think that was one of the questions we asked the last guest was what are tools that they are missing for automation? But it sounds like they got them now. Are you profiting pretty good on that, or are you just trying to pay off a vehicle? Um... This this was the first month that I profited. You know, I wanted to make sure that the note was paid, but this is the first month that I made an additional two or three hundred dollars. Oh damn! Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but that's fine, man. You know, because that that because you know when you have two cars and um, that that was the goal, and I wanted just to. But I'm going to buy others because I figured it out. And the hardest part, guys, with the automation is the pickup and drop off. And, mm-hmm. and that's where you make the money. So 
I, and I can tell you what to do. You got to find someone to do it. So if you're charging, what happens is we're charging $75 a pickup. You can find someone with no problem will come there and do all that for 25 oh. Less than that. Less than that. That's where your automation is. I'm, just, I'm giving you some keys right there. The only thing you can't monitor, I mean, we got, we have, uh, I have a system on my car that tracks it. I know where it's going all the time. I have a kill switch. I have all that stuff. I put all that on the car. Oh, yeah, we know everything. It's funny. <laughs> and, and, and so, the, and so we, 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 we automate it where uh, we give a discount. If, if, if they have it clean, if not, we charge them. So you got to understand the person that's picking up and dropping the car at the, at the airport. You know, we have all the, the materials in the back of the seat to quickly vacuum it, make sure everything is clean. It's definitely you can automate it. Now, how no do you, problem. Now, what about uh, insurance? Do you put additional insurance on it, or how, do you, how does well, that work? The insurance, see, what basically, Turo, in my opinion, is just group one big group insurance. That's all of this, just like Airbnb. It, it functions exactly. They took the model of Airbnb. You know how every time you have someone in there, they give you about two or three million dollars worth of insurance? Yeah. It's the same thing. Nothing is different. Nothing is different. I, I hear people all the time saying Airbnb doesn't pay out and this and that. Well, they don't. I mean, that's not true. I mean, from what I know, I never had an issue. Every time, let me tell you what's happened with Airbnb. They, with Airbnb, I have never, they don't, what they do, they don't make my experience, they don't make the client pay. They just end up paying it themselves. That's what I've seen every time. Every time. They don't make the client pay. They just pay it especially if you're a super, super host. So they got a way out. Am I going to lose, you know, someone that is a super host that's booking six figures not to pay for a broken bed for 150 bucks? So they're going to pay it. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. That you makes look sense. at it lightly, yeah. Yeah, it is. They're not. They're not. They're going to pay it. And so, but, you know, I really have mastered screening. I've never, I did my first rental arbitrage in 2015. Literally, where I went and rented somebody else's place, I did that in 2015. I have to say that I have never had a problem, ever. I mean, never a party, never, 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 never. Little, the, the worst thing I've experienced is, is a little bit more dirty, but I've never had anything. Because I put my, my house rules everywhere. It's a constant reminder. to get the house rules three days in advance. I have them professionally plastered all over the house. Uh, I let the, and, I, and, and they get it the day before they check out and the possible charges they're going to get. So, you know, they're getting reminded at least three or four times automatically through my system, you know, and so I don't, now, I don't have problems. Now, does that ever turn guests off, like getting all these rules dictated to them? Well, it's, it's all in language. Mm -hmm. It's all in language. I don't say charges. I say surcharge. Um, I, it's all of that. And I, I said, Hey guys, I'm I don't say if you do this, I'm like, Hey, this is what you can do to make sure that you don't get any penalties from Airbnb. I make Airbnb the bad guy, not me. <laughs> genius. genius. <laughs> yeah. So I make Airbnb, I blame everything on Airbnb. When they ask me, Hey, can we have eight people? Hey, Airbnb charges. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a deliverer. Oh, I never, I blame, I blame everything on Airbnb. Everything on Airbnb. Everything. I blame every, the toilet breaks. I'm blaming it on Airbnb. You know? <laughs> I don't, listen, I'm a complete victim. I don't take responsibility for anything. 
hey, you know what, Adam, we found some rat poison. My dog is dying. Airbnb did it. They <laughs> <laughs> snuck in and put I, it there. I would, I, I said, I would call them and give them a piece of your mind. That's what I do. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good idea. They blame it on Airbnb. <laughs> oh, I, oh. Said, I said, what did Airbnb do? Oh, my God. How dare them? You should call them and give them a piece of your mind. Tell them Adam sent you. <laughs> Hey, no, uh, but know. but on on the insurance front, uh, real quick about Tura, one more question. Now, do you tell your personal your insurance that you're renting your car out on Turo? Yeah, they don't care. No, they 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 don't care because you guys are okay. One thing if you guys know about insurance that your most all of them insurances covers anybody that drives your car. So basically, say if I didn't have insurance and I got in your car, I'm covered at that point. Did you guys know that? If you have full coverage, right? No, any insurance. Your your insurance covers the vehicle. You get what I'm saying? So, so if I get if if I'm say I don't have any insurance and I'm in your car, right? And I get pulled over, whose insurance do they ask for? Not for yours. No, they ask for the owner of the car. Oh, okay. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I was driving your car and I get pulled over, and say if my personal insurance is expired. They don't care. They're only going to check the insurance of the vehicle. That makes sense, guys. Huh? Yeah, it does make sense. It's just how the I, normal rental car company works. Yeah. So let me give you an yeah. example. You know, um, I don't know if I should tell you this. I, the young lady I was dating, she bought a car for her, her. 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 She bought a car, kept it in her name, and I'm not saying to do this, guys. And um, she bought a car in her name for her, her parents. Her parents lived out the country. So when she came in and they couldn't afford the insurance, I said, hey, keep the insurance in your name and pay it. And every time they're driving in that car, they're insured, even if something happens in them. And so they didn't actually happen. I mean, they should. I mean, I recommend it. But even if they didn't get it, they're still covered. Wow. I didn't know mm. that. <laughs> Cause I, Turo, you know, think, but it, it makes sense. Think about it, guys. Think about it. It does make sense, but like it, I guess when you go to the the rental car counter, they always try to say, "Well, if so, so going to drive also because we're going to have to charge an extra twenty bucks a day." Is that a BS thing that they try to do, or what? Yeah, they just want to get you. Yeah, because your car covers it. So what I invite everybody to do, they just do that for, and they, they're the ones that don't pay. But my insurance covers even rentals. You can call and let them know it. Co- it covers the drive. It covers the driver. Insurance covers the vehicle. So when anyone that drives that car, at that, if they're in your car, they, they, they're insured. If I was in your car, Steve, and I hit someone and I don't have any personal insurance, it doesn't matter. It's the, it's the insurance of the car. Oh, okay. And, but on that note, if a Turo uh, person does hit somebody in your car, it goes on your insurance and that screws you Turo's, up. It, no, it goes on Turo's insurance. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It goes on Turo. See, you give them, you pay them up to like 20% for their insurance. That's how they're doing it. They're doing just just like the reason why they can give you a $3 million policy because they got 18,000 members and they're just grouping it all together. It's a group policy. Mm, Makes sense. And the clean. That's what they're charging for. Okay. You have to do a turnover just like Airbnb. And how do you do the clean and turnover? What happens with that? The, the, the clean, the clean turnover is the same way that I do my Airbnb cleanovers. 
Um, if you guys don't take the sheets and bring them to the laundry room, but, but I mean, the reason why my cleaners charge me so much cheaper, because my cleaners, my, my guests do a lot of the work, you know, I, they, they just do it. And I enroll them. I don't make it wrong. Hey, this is how you get a five star rating. Dishes clean, stuff in the washer and dryer. I stopped having them wash because they didn't do it right. But yeah, by the time my cleaners get in there. They can, they can get a whole three or four bedroom house done within an hour because a lot of the stuff is already done. Nice, nice. Yeah, I found it. If you at least have them put the, the clothes in the washing machine, that's like the biggest thing. Yeah, I do that. That's going to save you time right there in the dishes. Mm-hmm. They take, and then, and then um, I tell you the greatest thing that I do at Airbnb, I, I laminate the, the, uh, the check-in and check-out rules right on the refrigerator. I tell you, that has changed the game. You know, I even have them turn the temperature down when they're leaving. So, you know, I even have them do that to, to bring it down. When you're leaving, make sure you bring the temperature down. They always do it. I used, to always, I used to always on Thursday nights have to go take the garbage out on all my houses. I hated it. I don't have to do that anymore because I put that in the, uh, in, in the checklist. Hey, if you're here on a Thursday, bring the garbage out. They do it. Nice. Yeah, that's actually something Steve's having an issue with. Maybe you can help him. <laughs> he doesn't want to use my advice. I, I see. I thought. I thought. Now I'm hearing it from the the great Adam James. No, no offense, oh. Micah. <laughs> I thought it sounded a little. <laughs> to me, I, I thought it a little uh, tacky. To say, and this is how. I, okay, having the guests take their own trash out. I was like, okay, yeah, you could ask them to do that. That's fine. If they're there for a week, tell them when the trash days are. That's cool. But having them like, let's say, someone stayed a few days earlier and trash day ain't till the day that the new guests are there. And asking them to take the new, the previous guest trash out too, I thought that was asking a little too much of them. And I understand that, but I invite you to consider something, right? The reason why you're thinking that because what I'm asserting is that you're thinking, well, if I think this way, everybody else does, and I get that. That's what everybody does. But but what you're thinking here doesn't actually happen out there. You know, people in general, human beings, are good people. They would rather have the trash in the front, knowing that maybe some maggots and some bugs can be, be bothering them, you know, if, if, if the trash can's been there. You know, people want, they're so grateful. You know, how many times have you guys, I, you know what, I, I, like to, I, used, I like to use a fresh towel every time I take a shower. But, you know, when you go to the hotel to save the environment, I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it. And so people in general want to be a contribution. They're so grateful to have a house, a three-bedroom house. And saving, you know, a thousand dollars versus going to, yeah, they, they don't mind doing it. I've never had a problem, ever, ever had a problem. They, they, ninety nine percent of the times they do it. Because what I say, I say, hey, do you guys make, make, do you guys mind taking the trash out on Thursday night? So I would have to walk into your backyard and wake everybody up because I have my security lights. Guess what they do? They take the trash out. If not, I'm at the go over there at ten p.m. All the lights going to go on is going to activate and get everybody scared, and they don't know who I am. I don't want to get shot <laughs> in my own house. Be real, be real. I've, I've, had, I've been scared. I've had someone come out of my own house and threaten me. Blank, blank. Who are you? Blank? Listen, brother, I own it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, hey, I, I'm just the try. I own the house that you're in. You know, so you want to just avoid that. You know, just think. You know, naturally, they don't know who I am, and I'm. I'm just chucking in there, taking the garbage. <laughs> you know, I'm in the backyard. But Steve, if you get someone who's who's, who's gun happy, they may 
you don't know what can happen. You get what I'm saying, Michael? They don't know that, you know? For real. Yeah, so it's actually a safety issue. You don't know what people have been through. But if you have these houses, I own homes, and you're just walking in the backyard, and, and what if they have Fido in the backyard who, who bites legs? No, brother, keep the trash there. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I went in my backyard one time and there was this dog that looked at me that I, I don't know who he was. It was half pit bull alien. Man, I never took the gas out again. No, uh-uh. I ran. No, 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 no. Please take it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I'm not dying. No, 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 no. I'm not doing it. Man. So you said uh, you we were talking earlier off the air. You were talking about your new strategy for your Airbnbs yeah. and how you're it's breaking it down. How are you? How are you? How are you doing? Going about that? Well, um, you know, I, I, I've been. You know, first of all, I believe in multiple businesses. I I, I want seven streams of income. Why the number seven, That's real quick? Why the number seven? This seven. Well, I don't know, man. I just know that if you look at the the word seven, it means completion. If you look at the actual word Greek, seven is 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 synoptic to completion. You know, seven, but seven, every seven. book I've read, yeah, every book that I've ever read is like have more, but seven is the way to go. I think I got like five right now. That's why I'm always talking to Mike. I start this business, this business, this business, but I want seven streams of income because right now, guy, at this stage, we're mastering the short term rental. You know, especially you, Michael, with the virtual assistants and everything. Okay, once you've mastered that, what's the next business that you that you can do in, in the share economy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and okay. so that's what we're called to do. Yeah. So if you're doing the houses, why not have cars? So just imagine, you know, if everything you do is automated. It doesn't make sense. You know what motivates me to do all this stuff? I'm lazy. So I work hard to be lazy. You no, know, really, it's, it's, you know, really. I'm not joking. I, I, my, my, my goal is not money. My goal is freedom. There you, go. you know? Yeah, today I woke up at noon. I did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying it happens every day, but just imagine. So, like, that Turu, that, you know, I'm getting, you know, I, I got into the student loan business. That is unbelievable. You know, I'm doing a, tr- a credit repair business. Require. There's so many things that you guys can do where your gifts are. And, 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 it's, and you can always find a company and become an affiliate of that, and they do the majority of the work, just like what right. you guys do. With your credit repair company, I'm going to give you a situation I'm in. So I, bet, uh, you, I bet you I can beat it. Okay. So I ended up getting a personal line of credit. I had forgot about it. It was a while ago. Sure. And they sent me the information like two days ago, right, that it was a line of credit. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot we got approved. But I didn't know. I forgot I told them to deposit it, purposely deposit it into one of my savings accounts. Sure. So as soon as they deposited it, my credit score went down 106 points. Oh, yep. So, yeah. but I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to get pre-approved for a house. How would I get my credit back up? Okay, so easy. Pay it off? Easy. No, you don't have to pay it off. You're going to have to pay a little money to get it back up, but you can get it done. That year, so let me tell you why your score went down. 30, 35% of your credit has something to do with called credit utilization. Do you understand what that is? That's yes. why your credit went down. Mm-hmm. So basically, guys, it's the relationship to um, the, the credit that you're approved for and the credit you actually uh, use. Mm-hmm. See, when you deposit in your account, I'm asserting, is that now you're at it, it so what say say if you got approved for ten thousand, right? 
when you advance it, that means you charge ten thousand. Correct. So now, so now your credit utilization is at ninety nine percent, which makes up ninety five percent of your score. That's very easy to bump it up. So I was in your same situation. I paid off my student loans, and my score went down fifty points in the last thirty days, guys. I've raised my score eighty points in less than thirty days. Eighty points. I can show you before and after. So what you have to do, I mean, what I suggest is, is that you have to find trade lines to add to make a bet difference. So, for example, say if um, the the golden rule is that you have to stay under thirty percent credit like credit like uh, utilization. So basically, say if you have a credit card of a thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. The rule is not to go over. Thirty percent of that thousand, which is what uh, three thousand dollars. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Right. So thirty percent of a thousand dollars is three thousand dollars. Three hundred dollars. Right? Three hundred. No. Thirty percent of a thousand. Ten of ten thousand. Oh, no, saying... one thousand. I'm sorry, it's three hundred dollars. You're right. Yeah, three hundred. And I got a in, in, in finance. <laughs> so unbelievable. Um, so a thousand dollars, thirty percent is three hundred dollars. You don't want to charge ever. Everyone who's listening right now, what's killing your score is that you're over 30%, whatever you got to do. So right now, when I'm about to talk to you, and I can actually help you out, um, I do this professionally now. I just opened a, a, a company doing this. What happens is, is that a lot of people like, okay, wait a minute, I'm over the 30%, but I don't have the money to pay it down. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Micah, if you, don't, if you don't have the money to pay it down? Can I, well, can I take a guess after Micah? Go ahead, Micah. Well, I mean, I, I, I have it to pay it down because it's just an advance. I could pay it off right now, but I figured if I pay it off right now, your credit still takes a dip because now you've closed out an account, right? No, no, no. See, that's what you're missing. No, okay. I'm not, you don't pay it down. Just pay it under 30%. Your score is going to shoot right back up. You never want to close the account. When okay. you close the account, you lose the history. Correct. I have, I have five, seven, eight cards that I only, and I'm going to show you guys a way to even make money off your credit cards. This, this, this is going to be, get, listen, everyone, whoever's listening right now, get a pen and paper because this is going to be the best, the best one contribution. I'm going to show you different ways of making past passive income. That's going to change your life. Are you guys ready for it? Oh, yeah. So let me finish with you. So Michael, what I suggest that you do is that don't pay it off. Just bring it under 30%. Your score will shoot right back up. And if you need it in a hurry, you want to go to a rapid re, a, a rapid rescore company. Just look it up online. And what they're going to do, once you pay it down, you're going to ask the, they're going to ask for a statement or proof that they're going to call the credit companies and they're going to score your place in seven days, jump the score up in seven days. Less than that. It's called rapid rescore. Look at your computer right now and Google rapid rescore. Now, now. You, like you, you alluded to earlier, you were saying that, what, okay, I don't got the money to pay it to, to down to 30%. My, my guess, I don't know if this, this would work too. Would you call the credit card company and say, hey, could you, could you bump my limit up? Yes, that's one of the reasons do, but, but, but also, yes, you can. I suggest doing that, but most likely they're going to say no. If you're already at 99%, if you have a $1,000 credit card and then you charge $1,000 on it, I'm not saying they're not try it but most likely they're going to say no to that and okay. so but how do you how do you get around that like what is the fastest way to improve your credit if you don't have the money so um 
you know, Michael, I think Michael taught me this. I use a lot of my credit for travel. That's mm -hmm. what affords me to, uh, in January, to leave for two or three weeks at a time. So you got to understand, I, the whole year I'm putting everything on credit for travel benefits, like, you know, like we talked about, Michael, and then pay it off. You know, then I got a lot of stuff for my business. So, so if you don't have the money, so what do you, so what I, what I had to do, I was in a situation, I had a, uh, I was, I was, I was um, like at 94% credit utilization. That means that I was almost maxed out before. And I said, what can I do? I had the money, but like, man, I could use that to do more arbitrage. There's more real. I don't want to do it. So what I did, guys, this, this is going to change your world. Yeah, it's, it's something that's, what I did is that I added trade lines. Trade I lines. added, oh, mm. trade lines. I added trade lines to offset it. So for example, if I remember, I've been thinking as math guys. So you have to do, if I have a thousand dollars that I, I'm just easy. If I have a thousand dollars credit card and it's maxed out, right? Mm -hmm. So if I, have a, if, if I have a credit card, write this down. I have a credit card. So remember, remember guys that creditization is the relationship to the credit they gave you and what you charged. So if you have a thousand dollar credit card and you charge $900, your credit utilization is 90%. Does that work? Does that make sense, Micah? Yeah. Okay. okay. So what do you do to bring it under 30%? What I have to do is I add trade lines. I open credit that I don't charge with, 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 with credit limits. I add them to my report, and it drops it down. So if I have $1,000, right? If I go open two more credit cards or two more trade lines that, that I don't charge anything, does that make sense? Say I open another one of two 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 thousand dollars of credit cards of free credit. Say I, I offer a Discover that gives me a thousand, and I open an American Express that gives me a thousand. So the total credit I have is three thousand, right? Mm -hmm. But I've only charged one thousand. Guess where I'm back out now? I'm back at thirty percent. Nice. Gotcha. 30% or credit utilization. Let's say you do have and another card. I'm sorry. You you do have another card. You can ask even if you ain't using it. You can ask them to bump up their limit. Would that count too? Yeah, but I even have a group. Yeah, you could do all that stuff. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna even guys give you a secret. What what I do and what people actually pay me to do. You know, we offer. I have a I have a, a brokerage company. I actually um, do a whole credit repair where we we go in there and deny everything negative. I'm doing it right now. But then we add those trade lines that we talk about, we, I can literally add them completely legal that would just shoot your score up. It's the fastest way. I was talking to Mike about it. Yeah, there, there's, and so what, okay, these, what, this is what the 1% group does. And you guys are like, is that legal? Listen, I don't do anything illegal, right? I have my securities exchange license. I don't do anything illegal. But it's called, you can literally add someone else's credit and download their credit to your credit report. Did you guys know that? Mm -mm. <laughs> I ain't never heard of that one, man. You know, hold on, guys. You can. You can. Everybody does it. They've been doing it for years, especially in the Jewish community. You ever wonder how when you went to college or whatever at 18, some of your friends have an 800 score and they're only 18? If you really think about it, I remember going to school and you're 17 and I'm 17. Why do you have an 800 score and you and I've been playing soccer and basketball and getting kicked out of class? 
is because what they did, their parents, right, started them at 16 at the process I'm talking to you about. Like all my nieces and nephews are people, I don't have kids, at 16, I, 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 I make them, I add a trade line to their account. So by the time they're 18, they got an 800 score. And you train them with credit and what to do. Wow. <laughs> Powerful stuff, man. That'll save you thousands of dollars getting loans yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I just, yeah, uh, I just paid I just, off 30% of my card. You didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, that's Mike, what I was that, doing. Mike always make does sure, that. Make sure you bring it under 30%. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, pay yeah. down to that. Got you. Yeah. $10,000. Yeah, I just wouldn't pay that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, you got to like, but you, but see, guys, there's different things. This, this, what we're offering right here with the fact that you can add the trade lines, and I can talk to you more about that. You can add the trade lines to different companies. You can Google the stuff, adding trade lines. What it opens up, it opens a whole new level of real estate, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing rent to own. So once I realized that I had access to this, and this is, you know, I, I go through a great company that allows me to put the trade lines and all that. So what these rich people do, not rich, but the people who have great credit, do you know if you have great credit and you're under the 30% and you've never been late, there's companies that will literally pay you to two to $3,000 a month to add authorized users on there. They will literally pay you to do that. I know someone who makes six figures doing that. Literally. God damn. Hey, they're like, listen, they literally, and it's, a, it's a, in between companies, a broker is completely legit. You can Google it, guys. I don't do anything out of integrity. But literally, that is another stream of income. So if you guys have, if you got to understand for the American Express, you can, you, can allow, you can allow users up there and there's no risk. It's pretty much zero risk, up to 12 people. And so if you had 12 people, you know, and the company's paying you $75, $85 a month to build their credit, man, you're living great. You're living great. I know a lot of people doing that. So you turn wow. your credit score into another asset. Exactly. So, because remember, guys, the whole the whole purpose of this, well, I think what you guys are out there is the share economy. Mm-hmm. How can you take things that are a liability and make you money? So, what I do now is that I'm opening credit cards. I don't do over seven percent, and then after like six or eight months, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to uh, a company and like listen and at, and you're really making a difference. Like today, I'm speaking to someone who's gonna see me tomorrow. They have a five hundred two score. And they want, they want to get a farm. I know within the next 30 days, I can at least bring them up. I can't guarantee it. But they can at least be at a 600. They were going to be able to mortgage. You know what that does to people. Life-changing. It's yes, life-changing. Sir. It's life-changing. That is awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I saw you post that on Facebook about you, wrote, you raised your score without paying off anything or something like that and people are like no that's way. what i did it's like what i did what i did is that people I were found, hating I, people were hating i know you <laughs> made it programs programs they're programmed they're like well no dead this you know they say that what's his name david what's his name the guy that's dave the ramsey person. now oh I'm sorry. i have nothing against him to say <laughs> I, don't, I don't know um i think he's great all right and he said that he's done everything um uh without debt I'm not saying, and, I, and he's telling the truth, but I would almost guarantee you that he's using debt, but it's just not in his name. And that's where business credit comes in. That is so, what I've been doing. Yeah, that's exactly, that is what he doesn't tell so, you. I t- so tell that's what he doesn't tell you. 
So guess what, guys? I'm debt free. None of my <laughs> stuff is in my name. Then I'm debt free. Listen, I, I can get on a show and be like, hey, I'm completely debt free. If you if you pull my credit, I don't have a mortgage on my credit. Everything is in my business name. So in that case, I'm debt free. But he's but, but I'm not saying he's never said that. But for you to have a real estate portfolio and you've never gotten a bank loan as big as his, I don't know. Hard to believe. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not I am just throwing that out there. But I I would almost guarantee you that everything's under his business credit instead of his personal name. That is one thing, the business credit thing. The other thing is that's not taught is he makes his money off of media companies. That's where a lot of people he he doesn't he teaches people to work for money while he, he while he himself creates businesses. And I think He's that's brilliant. where, you know. Yeah, you know, you know uh, the guy that wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad, he didn't get rich so he wrote the book. Listen, he was living in he was living in this car, wrote the book and got rich off that. I said, What the yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? He didn't get rich yeah. so he wrote the book. Yeah, he was broke. Hey, he was living in his basement, I think. He didn't get rich. So he wrote the book. That's true. I, I, yeah. I heard a saying one time, the best way to get rich is to write a book about getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and we just, we just spent all, he got rich from us reading his book. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. It really is. And I think that's another guy's, um, what he's talking about, I tell you, as an entrepreneur, if I could have gone back 20 years, the greatest recommendation that I can make, especially if you guys are going to the share economy and the Airbnb, is if I could have done it over again, I would have I would have mastered business credit, which I'm doing now. I didn't know you could do that. Do you guys know that you can literally get business credit where you can get hundreds of thousands of dollars and is not attached to your personal your personal name? You don't have to personal guarantee it. I never was taught that. So a lot of people out there, if you're wondering, man, I would love to get an Airbnb. I would love to do arbitrage. But my credit is bad. I don't have any money. What I suggest is, listen, build your business credit up. And then within a couple of months, you're going to get a credit card 0% for the first year, most likely, right? And then use that to start your business. Use that to go buy your furniture. You know, if you're doing an arbitrage and training, you know, you're just getting a lease. Mm-hmm. And then you're buying furniture. And then, and then from your, 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 your profit, pay that off. Yep. And then in one year... You're making seven hundred, eight hundred dollars profit. Yeah, and after that one year, you can transfer it all into lines of credit. There you go. Like, like, and 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 Micah, I highly recommend guys. If you're listening right now, book an appointment with Micah, and he, Micah will 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 definitely show you how to do that. I'm telling you, Micah and Steve, or he he's he everything that this show represents, they're doing it in real life. But don't use your own money. There's no point. My, don't personally guarantee anything. Nothing is in my name. Nothing is in my name. You know, I, I filed for bankruptcy in 2013. I was living in my car. And I had to figure it out how to get around that. And I did. I really did by listening to podcasts like this, talking to people who are smarter. And I had literally say the banks have given me well over a million or two million. None in my name. I'm just saying there's nothing that stops you guys. There is nothing that if you want to do it, the knowledge is out there. That's why it's important right now to subscribe to this show right now. Hit the button, whatever you got to do, subscribe to the show because this is going to give you the information that you need. What do you guys think about what I'm saying? Man, it's, uh, it's mind-blowing. Um, when, when you said that about you learned it from the bankruptcy, 
And rich people, mm-hmm. rich people already know this. And just for example, the president of the United States, everybody said, "Oh, he uh, he's filed bankruptcy so many times." Well, not really, not him so personally. His business, <laughs> all his <laughs> businesses, he's filed bankruptcy on. He ne- they never touched a dime of his own. Yeah, and never, straight up. And I never knew because I, I was telling Michael. I think I was. Talking, I said, "Mike, I was like, how is Donald Trump doing it? How is he? Because you know what he does? He builds business credit." And when he and so what happens, guys, I'm not saying do that. Pay your debt. Pay it all. I'm not saying to do this on purpose. This is not a disclaimer. Do not do this. Pay your debt. Whatever you do, pay your debt. Okay? We got that. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not. No. But what Donald Trump does, what happens is when you do be your business credit, there are specific banks that people don't know about that will loan you only off your paydex score off your business credit. They would give you hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? No joke. And if the, what happens is with Donald Trump, he knew the bank. So when they didn't work out, he just bankrupt that LLC and did the whole, guys, I'm giving you, yeah. I'm giving you some secrets on this show that only the, I don't say the 1%, the half a percent knows. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm literally telling people like, I literally just got a huge chunk of some of a line of credit that's not attached to any of my name nothing just purely attached to my llc and it's so easy to do with airbnb because they send you a 1099 every year and if you're going through one bank that bank will sit there and see especially if it's going into a business account they'll give you credit off that yes they will and then you do that with any of listen and, and micah did that with none of his own pg so if if you know if say if the economy turns down which it won't say something crazy Micah, which he won't, could bankrupt that company. He's not, right? Yeah. If, he, if he had to. And he could start all over again. That's what second chance is. I, you know, if you guys pay it, I'm not saying that, but that's what happens. It takes the risk off you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's, it's a beautiful thing. Steve, what are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> oh, man, my head is spinning, man. I'm trying to <laughs> get my business credit up and running quickly, get some of that money. It, it's really easy to do, man. It, 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 I couldn't believe, you know, I spent a lot of money. I did. I spent a lot of money learning. When I went to the first class in business credit, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can literally, Mike, I, I can literally one hour. No joke. Maybe an hour to teach you how to up and running. No joke. It's really that. Well, it's not that easy. It definitely, I think it was worth the money. You know, Michael, I don't know if you're selling that business, but, but it's, it's not that difficult. But I would, I would highly recommend you all, if you know a course or someone who's done it, mm-hmm. you definitely need guidance. I wouldn't just go willy-nilly, you know. So, you know, uh, I did that. And, and, so, and also a good thing about credit, guys, I know companies right now, if, if you had a 750 just a seven fifty. I can give you a company right now. I have a funding company. Matter of fact, uh, uh, funding grow guys. Write this down. Funding grow uh, forward slash velocity capital. They are the best in the world. Like they will get you literally a quarter of a million dollars, zero percent. And I'll put the link. I'll give you guys the link under it. I've done that for a couple of people. So what happens is guys, and, I, and you know, uh, funding grow velocity capital. Now listen, I am an affiliate of that. So if you, got, if you go through me, I do make some money. I'm always about being transparent in that way, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that company, 
would change your life. You know, it's expensive. They, they charge you. But man, everybody that I've sent, they've gotten a quarter of a million dollars. And so what can you do with that, guys? You can use that to start your, 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 your Airbnb business. But guess what else you can do? You can use that as a down payment for a, a multi-unit. Two, 50, 10%. That means you can buy a 52-minute 100% finance. It's 0%. That's what people do. So just imagine if you did it, I did it, we all get 250, and we come together to form an LLC. Mm, that's power. Hey, man, they said Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys with a credit card. <laughs> I bet he did. up, <laughs> man. Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah, don't use your own money, guys. Don't use your own money if you don't have to. Up. Yeah, when I flip a house, I never use my own money. I don't ever bring anything to the table. I don't do it. You know, you know that's how I got involved with Airbnb guys is because I'm a flipper, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tell that story how you got involved. I flipped the house and I couldn't get done to the winter. It got done during this time. And and I knew the house wouldn't sell to the spring. I said what I'm gonna do. So it, and the greatest thing about Airbnb, guys, because I did the burr. I saw your, I do, I've been doing the burr for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Buy, rehab, refinance, sell. The burr. I think I saw, I think you guys had somebody mm-hmm. on here talking about that. Yeah yeah. 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 It's the brilliant thing. So I don't ever worry about my house not selling because I do the Airbnb. So what happens is I had a house that was empty. I said, how am I going to pay the note? And I put furniture in there. And then it started booking. It started booking so much that uh, I was like, man, I don't think I want to sell this house. So, but, the, but let me tell you, but the greatest thing about it, when you, when you do the Airbnb and you're flipping, I just, when someone wants to see it, I just block off that day. So my house is staged. They're paying the note, right? And when they sell, when, I, when, when they finally sell it, I'm going to make money. So it's, it's, it, when the realtor wants to do an open house, I just block off that day. That is the greatest thing about this. And the greatest thing about it is that when you're having, when you're doing a flip and you're, and you turn it to an Airbnb during that time, the bank's going to let you go and refinance it. And they're going to let you take 80% of your after repaired value. So for example, you buy a house for, you, you buy a house for 10,000 and it's worth a hundred fixed up. And then you put, you buy it for 10 and then you put another 40 in it. So all together, the purchase price and rehab is fifty thousand, right? You guys get that, mm-hmm. right? Now the house is worth what? A hundred thousand. If you convert it to an Airbnb while you're trying to flip it, you can go right back and get an advancement of money. So what I do, I go right to the bank, and I refinance it for the, and they give me eighty thousand dollars. So I got thirty thousand dollars. So I pay off the fifty, but I got thirty thousand dollars to do what I want. You know, I have an $80,000 mortgage on the $100,000 house. They wouldn't have done that if they didn't see the income there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so guess the benefit of this, guys? Because if I would just sell it, if when I put the 50 in it and I sold it for 100, I had to pay taxes on the equity, which is the 100,000 minus the, the value, what you put in it, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have to pay tax. But guess what? When you refinance it <laughs> and I put... When I refinance it, that's debt. So say if I refinance for eighty thousand and I sell it for a hundred, guess what I pay the taxes on now? That's twenty thousand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Man, that's the way to 
That's the way to do it, my man. <laughs> that is the way to do it, yeah. It's the velocity of money, using the same dollar to buy multiple houses. Yeah. Or you can do, well, Steve, you, Steve does a strategy where he buys, lives, moves. I like that strategy, too. I, was really, I did that. I, I, I think that's amazing because, um, yeah, because you get lower rates. And but you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to pay taxes. 3% down, to pay taxes. yeah, 3% down to buy the next house. Yeah, house hack. Because that's yeah, what but, I'm doing. Yeah, but the thing is, I heard they get to stay in there for like eight years. That's why I never did no, that. No, 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 Anywhere and between between six months to a year, and we and we can bounce. It depends on the bank. But usually a year is a good rule of thumb, but some banks will let you move out after six months. Well, hold on. Are you doing a – I think what he was saying is for FHA. You're talking about for conventional, right? Yeah, yeah, conventional. I, yeah, if you go conventional. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about the FHA one. Yes, I'm saying, but like your loan is a conventional, conventional, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you do conventional, you think the longest you have to stay in there is six months. The longest I've seen is like a year. I know FHA they make you go up to two years, but I know like right now, uh, when I sell this house, I have to pay no taxes because I've been living here. Yeah, yeah. Then I can just get another house that I want built. Then I'll just be living for free because I have an apartment attached to it. That's so smart. Guys, listen, the stuff that you guys are teaching, no one else is doing. This, this is the truth. You know, I always, I always, uh, I have a student that wanted to get into real estate. I said, hey, have your first place be a duplex. He listened. He listened. Yeah, why live in a house that you have a liability? You know, if you can't convert a space to it, where they are going to pay the note? You know, that's just something to consider. I'm not saying you haven't, if you haven't done it, there's something to consider for the next place. There's nothing wrong with it. You just didn't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with more information, this comes more responsibility. You know, I don't want to pay anything. You know, I'm going to rent it out. Why do it? Now, let's dive into something that I'm really excited about. You mentioned it before we started recording. And um, before before we get into it, go ahead and tell people how you arbitrage. What exactly is arbitrage? How do you do it? In arbitrage, uh, it's funny. You know, I I didn't learn arbitrage from a, a course or a book or anything. I'm not joking. Um... I was trying to get a sublease, and everyone told me no. I'm telling you, in 2015, I went to 15 people, and every place told me no. And then I remember walking out of one of the apartment complex, and I saw, um, I don't know if it was Walmart, but I, I saw all these people walking out to the unit, right, that had their, their Walmart shirt on. I don't remember what company it was, guys, so I don't know what it was. It was a, it was a major company. I said, what are you guys doing it? Oh, we corporate lease here. I said, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They just told me no. Oh, yeah. If it's under, it's under you know, we, our, our company call, and that changed the game. So guess what I did? I formed an LLC, went right back in there and said, do you do corporate housing? They're like, yep. And that's how I got my first place. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and let me tell you how you get, let me tell you another thing that you guys, and so when they're like, well, you know, we want to, this is what, this is what someone does. When they, when, you have to, when they get stopped, well, we want every single person that comes in that place to do a background check. So what this guy, I'm not saying, what this guy does, he fills out like some form in his LLC, and he makes everyone a limited partner of that LLC before they check in and out. And so they never have to do a background because they actually have a limited ownership during that time. <laughs> they don't, they, you <laughs> never have to do like all that other stuff. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, you can get around everything where they're doing it. Like this, I met a guy in a group, a, 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 a Airbnb group. He said, "Yeah, he found some way when they come in and check in, 
that he makes he says no and so the, and, and so the 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 apartment complex is like yeah if you you know if they're if they're part of the llc they can't do anything but i never had a problem i've never had a problem nice. never had a problem so you pretty much just you rent someone else's place a condo mm-hmm. or a house or whatever it is and then you put it on Airbnb or corporate or corporate housing and rent it out that way. Right? I, I've, I've really gotten, I mean, Airbnb is great, but I've really gotten away, you know, after at this amount of time, you know, you start getting a name and you start getting enough repeats, you know, but I've, you know, Airbnb is great for the, like the interim, but I've really converted to more of a corporate housing long-term 30 mm-hmm. business. That's what I've done. Nice, you know, it's nice. very rare, very rare, yeah, yeah. And a lot of that is in the medical professionals and nurses. Um, I could, you know, my, all my places are packed out with nurses right now, so. And how are, how are you packing them out with nurses? Like, what's your strategy to get the nurses in? The, my strategy, um, for, um, the strategy is that I had to figure out something. And um, I have a nurse right downstairs. So i got to be quiet. You know, right down. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's so i got to be quiet, so... Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, I figured this is depending on where you're staying at. But, you know, in Oklahoma, here, they, the national thing that most nurses don't focus on nurses, focus on anyone. But if you can provide housing that's under $1,000 where you still can make, you know, five to 800 you know, your profit, it's amazing. They all want to stay under $1,000. I said, okay, wait a minute. So they want to do that. What if I do what I did in college? They're, they're working 18 hours a day, and when they're back, they're only sleeping. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and so, so, so I took a four-bedroom, put a microwave in there, a little thing, and a little refrigerator, and I made it, I, I charged by the room. Yeah. They have, and I took the master one, and I made that into a separate apartment. I blocked it all off. They have their own interests and everything, and I get way more money doing that route. Oh, That's what I do, and it works out. They have so, no problem. So you can just pretty much turn the master bedroom into an apartment, right? I made that into an apartment. Yeah. You have to separate it where they, they, you have to. So what I did with that one is that it was a huge walk-in closet. It was huge. So I put a kitchenette in there with a two electric prong system in there to cook. And they, they love it. And it was right next to the bathroom. So I just took the plumbing from the bathroom right there and made the sink. It was, it was, it was not that expensive. A little refrigerator. And a two-prong, you got a separate apartment, block off that door, they come in from the outside, separate apartment. Nice. And so you found that if you rent to them for cheaper and just break a house up. If you break a house out, you're going to double your income. You're going to make more money. Yeah, you're going to make way more breaking it up. And and a lot of people, like, say they don't want, they don't want to share a bathroom. So, so let me tell you what, I, I have two projects. I have a 3-2 right now that I'm rehabbing because the first one worked out. So I just went to the masters and I said, I said, how, so in the master bedroom, there is a hallway that went to the living room. So on, so you, you, so you walk in the front door on the right side is the master. And on the, on the left side is the two bedrooms and the one bath. So you walk in Mm -hmm. the right side is the master. The other is the two bedroom, and the kitchen's on the right side. So I said, "Okay, what can I do?" So I blocked off. I bought a. You, they have they have bookcases that you can buy on Amazon to block a doorway. They look like bookcases. I am not joking. They're not that expensive. You buy it, boom, they can't get out. 
The only thing that I did is that I said, well, how can I get access? So the door, the, the, door, the, the, the bedroom, the back bedroom is adjacent. It's the same wall to the garage. So you know how you can walk in the garage outside? So all I did was knock a hole in the wall and made a door. So now that person can walk to the side of the house, to the garage, right into the apartment. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I took, I, took, I took the washer and dryer out because the plumbing is right there. And that's where I put the, the kitchenette and just put the washer and dryer um, in another part of that place of that apartment is stackable. Yeah, in the bathroom, there was a tub. No one uses tubs. I took the tub out, put the stackable there. Boom, you got an apartment. <laughs> Jeez, that's next level, man. That's David flipping weems right there, man. Yeah, but but but, <laughs> but you're gonna. So I'm gonna get. So if I just would have rented that house normally, I would have made maybe nine eighty five to eleven. Mm-hmm. Now I doubled it because now I'm gonna charge me fourteen hundred for the apartment, all bills paid, and then the other two units I'm gonna get eight to nine hundred per bedroom. Mm. I just my income. That's man. awesome. That's next level, man. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, you could do the same thing. Yeah. I thought you didn't really agree with. And you know what I've been doing, guys? I've been also, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been arbitraging. I've been getting two bedrooms, two. I've been getting two twos. That has worked out great. I've yeah. been getting, ooh, and I just rent the room out. Yeah. One for a thousand. The other one for that's good here in in, in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. because my 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 rental property is only my. I think my rent's only nine hundred, but I'm getting two thousand for the place. So can't beat that. Now, yeah, when man. you're doing these. There's building and stuff like that. You're actually these are places that you own. They're not. They're not the arbitrage ones, right? They're, one is an arbitrage. They don't care. They don't care if you read. No, because I can remember. I didn't. Have, yeah, no, they don't because they see the benefit. They're going to benefit from it. I've rehabbed. I've rehabbed a couple arbitrages. My first one, the kitchen. I updated it, and the deal was, and I said, okay, if I update the kitchen and add the granite, you can't raise your rent for the next five years. She said, okay. <laughs> Wow, art of negotiation. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, so I, I went and dropped fifteen hundred bucks to update the kitchen. I've been at the same seven fifty for years. Man, yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah, guys, this, you know, this is what it's for. Now, the question: Do you do you feel like doing lease uh, lease options are a good good way to do getting the Airbnb in this day and age? Um, I think. Yeah, I think so. Why not? I know a lot of people are doing it. I, I like to do. I, I think the most money. I think you make more money. You make more money off lease options than flipping. You really do. Really? Oh yeah, you do. You do. You make more money. You know. So if you, if you guys, I, I, I highly recommend if you get a house and you rehab it, you will make more money if you're patient lease optioning it than actually you just flipping. Hmm. Because let me let me tell you what's going to happen. I have a house that I've sold five times. The last person gave me a $30,000 down payment. Do you know that they walk? <laughs> what? He walked? Everyone has walked. Mm. It's a mentality. Every single person that I've rented this house to, I've gotten their score up where they could get a mortgage with no problem because what I do, a secret, is that I actually report their, their rental payments every month. Nice, nice. I help them out. So at the fourth, and usually I get people who have like that 520 and don't have any credit. 
when you have zero credit and you start adding it, it shoots up double. So if someone has a 500 credit score and they don't have a high credit score because they just don't have credit, if you just add two trade lines, not all the time, it shoots it up double. And so, but yeah, they, yeah, 90% of everybody that does a lease option, when they give you the option payment, when they pay you that fifteen or $20,000 down, they don't exercise it. They don't. And then after two years, they end up just leaving. Wow. You just keep that money. Keep the money and you just sell it again. 90%. Wow. 90%. Google it, 90%. Matter of fact, I've never had anyone exercise it. Now, now one thing someone was, or I guess it was a podcast I was listening to, you don't get the, the tax benefits by doing lease options, correct? Because it's not like... You actually... You do? Yeah, you do because you're deferring the capital gain if you hold it. Like, so if I, if you stretch it out over two years, that's a different, if you hold it, uh-huh. that's different from me having it six months and then selling it. it okay. re- I think it reduces like half. Right, right. It's way better for your taxes, you know, but, but see my, I'm giving you guys some secrets, guys. What I do, um, I, I, I'm benefiting like this next house. I'm not going to just sell out. Okay. If you put a sign in your yard that says no banks needed owner with finance, you're going to get, you're going to get a thousand calls every day. Mm. Then you, you, what you do, and it is so funny. If I get 10 people, I say 60% of them can get a mortgage right now. They don't know it. And then you've eliminated the realtor. And when people would challenge credit, they will pay the max value. No problem. Wow. Because naturally, the average is that you lose about 9 to 12% when you just sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you do rent to own, do your marketing campaign, I will almost guarantee you, out of that 100 calls, you're going to get one that's going to agree to your terms before you even run his credit. He's, going to, he's not going to mind putting the ten to $20,000 down, and, and he's not going to pay the, the max value. I always raise it. If I have to finance you, say if my house is worth twenty, I bring it up to about 115 120 So by the time they pay your deposit and everything, you're right at that value. Because hmm. if, if I have to finance you, I'm going to charge you more, and they don't mind it at all. No, I mean, they, they have wow. limited options with bad credit. And but, then I fixed their credit, and, and I'm great at it. And you're the hero. I fixed, <laughs> I fixed their credit. Yeah. And it's I'm about helping money. people, man. It's about helping and people. And then they'll I send their, their friends to you to get to rent it, to rent it out next, buy it next. I have a mortgage broker company today uh, called me that they want me to do all of their debt leads. They're sending everybody to me. I just had to prove it to one person. I had someone that was a 502 and within 40, I, I say 30 to 40 days, he was at a 580, got him a mortgage. And it was easy. Damn. It was so easy. When are you, you going to become the bank, man? Become the mortgage broker? Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to, I, you know, I, I'm doing that. I'm doing right now, I'm doing that probably one day. I don't know. And I'm doing the student loans. You know, I had $150,000 worth of student debt. And I went, through, I went through this program and they got my, pay, my payment to zero. Literally, I said, I got to know what you're doing. And so I paid the money and went through this lawyer training and they trained me. And, and I've helped a lot of people in that, you know, but I don't really do too much. I send them to my processor. 
So these are just different ways to bring in income, you know, so you can have more money to put towards the business that you want. You know, so if you guys want to check that, it's called the studentloansolver.org. Uh, that's the website. I'll, I'm sure the link will be at the bottom. Yeah. Solver? Yeah. Solver? The studentloansolver.org. .org. Yeah. And if you want to, and if you want to uh, call, I think my extension on there, it's a 1-800 number. I put all that stuff at the bottom of it if, when you guys are ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. What else is going on with you guys? Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> on our end? Oh, man. man we were just, just taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. Guys are so funny. Now, give us real quick. You, you mentioned student loan. That's a hot button issue. Uh, can you just give us, like, a, I mean, without, you know, I still want you to get paid for everything that your advice and stuff, but it's just a few quick, like, you know, highlights of how you can help people knock out their student loans. Well, I wouldn't say knock out of it. You know what I'm saying? There, what, what, what we do is, is that. Basically, how can I say this? Basically, what the company does is that there's a lot of the government. Do you know that every student loan that you have, Navient, Fed loans, all that stuff, they're just debt collectors. Mm. They, and you can Google this, you can literally Google this. There's so many lawsuits because what happens is, say, if you file for a forgiveness program or a program that can bring your, your period down, they won't tell you about it. They will literally not submit your paperwork. Because why would a collector want to help you? They don't want you to get out. They don't want you to do it. So what has happened is, is that a group of people, lawyers, professionals that know that they're doing, they're like, we're not, we're not going to let this happen anymore. So basically, with, with the company I work for, my company, we're basically like the workman's cop, but for student loans. You know how you get hurt, they don't want to pay you? So they know once we come in there and do your paperwork and, and they see us, they're going to do everything legit, legitimate. But a lot of people don't know how to fill out the paperwork. They don't even know that the programs are, done, are, are doing. So what we do, we, we look at your information and find out. And it's not us. And the reason why that we, can, we do a money-back guarantee, because it's not us that approves you. It's the Department of Education. But we just know how to submit the paperwork where they see us quickly, and it happens. So once we, what we do, once we consult with you, we find out that you, we, we will never accept you unless you're accepted by the Department of Education. And, that, and it's pretty much fees because we don't ask you to pay, pay anything extra. We, we, you know, we, we usually charge them between 1% or 2% regardless, but if you can't afford it, we have you finance it. You know, we said, well, well so instead of saying your, your student loan, you're paying $300 a month or $100 a month, what we do, we put a financial hold on that, and you don't have to have any more financial responsibility forever for the rest of that loan. And we're just saying, hey, the money that you're going to pay your student loans that you've been doing for a 10-year, you, you, you pay the fee for us investing and supporting you. But you will not have any financial responsibility for that for the rest of your life. I did it myself. I had $150,000. I don't pay anything now. <laughs> Damn. Zero. I can, show you, I can show you before pictures, everything paid off credit report. However, when the company helped me, I said, when they did it, I waited. Then I sent a couple other friends, and then... I, I, I called the owner. I said, "You know what? What can I do?" To and he said, "Okay." That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's now, dope. Now, one one quick question back to the um, arbitrage front. You ever thought of um, doing co-hosting? And what's the difference between the two for you? Would it would it be financially feasible? Um, what I do, what I've been doing lately, 
that I, I, I'd make a lot more money is that there is a network there. Guys, listen, there is a group of people out there, right? I just started this business. My associate is doing it. My guys, I have a lot of businesses. I'm really good on teams. So I will start something and then work it out where it can manage itself. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm big into automation. If I, if I can't automate it, I won't do it. If I can't automate it, I won't do it because freedom motivates me, not money. Okay. And so what I was really getting at is that um, I said, wait a minute, what if we provide our business, what we do, taking houses, making them independent, you know, renting the rooms out? What if we sold that whole business and we furnish it and we give you the whole system? So I said, let's try it. So my first client paid me three grand to go in his house, decorate it, right? Do the whole system. And then it's mandatory that I get 20%. I manage it because my management system is automated. You know, I don't, I don't do anything. So once that happened, he said, listen, let me do another house. So what I do now, guys, I think co-hosting is great, but I think you can make a lot more money showing other people who have these houses that don't know how to do your system. Believe me, Micah, they're out there if you mm -hmm. advertise it. But let me tell you what that does, why, you, why they're going to pay you. Income determines value. Income determines value. If you get a house, guys, and you furnish it as a system, and you're making him three, four, four times the going rent of that area, that place now becomes a business, and you just doubled the value of that house. Yeah. Mm. So, so he could literally take the house and furniture and sell that as a corporate housing company and that's the contribution so that's why it's important that you get paid to do it because you just doubled his value of that house so the 20 percent is that like if he sold the house for let's say he bought for whatever you get 20 percent of that or i get 20 percent of the income every month okay okay that's what motivates me to get it full oh yeah yeah because because i don't do anything because i'm putting long-term people in there how do you, what do you think I have to manage? I'm putting nurses and doctors. Mm -hmm. I got a system for that. So, you know, if you're making $4,000 a month and you can, and you, and you can make $800 doing nothing. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's awesome. Systems, man. Systems. Yeah, because the guy can't do it. You don't, and you don't reveal how you're doing it. He is not going to be able to do what we do. He hasn't done the work. He hasn't listened to the podcast every day. He hasn't, go, you know. So they can't do it, but that's you're off, you're offering a service. Yeah. yeah, that is nice. That is nice. Yeah. So we're going. That's another division. I'm going under um, Velocity Innovations. Is actually, hey, you got a house? It's sitting here. You know, if you try to buy the furniture on your own, it's going to cost you fifteen thousand. I can get furniture for like five or six. You mm -hmm. know, just from Craigslist and other places. They don't care, and it looks amazing. It really does. Adam, serious question. Has, sure. has anyone ever mistaken you for um, LeBron James? No, I get, um, what's that <laughs> comedian? I wish, I love him. I'm a James, John, LeBron. You don't like, oh. Michael, you're not a LeBron John, friend, James fan, are you? He's my favorite player off the court ever. Yeah, but you don't like him. All, you're, you're a Kobe fan, right? Yeah, I'm a Kobe fan on the court, but off the court, LeBron James is up there with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Jim Brown, in my opinion. How about my, oh, yeah. I give you that. And yeah, Muhammad Ali, yeah. Muhammad Ali, yeah. I think Muhammad Ali is number one. Uh, yeah, um, without a question. Yeah. 
without a question. Yeah, I'm a LeBron James fanatic. You know, <laughs> um, you know, I'm from I'm from where he's at. I've been I've been we're from the same area. I've been watching him play since he was 13. You know, we've been to the same bar. I've been watching him play since he was 13, probably before that. Oh damn. You, you, well, you guys gotta understand the people from Ohio. We knew he was going into the NBA at 10. Does that make sense? Jeez. We're there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I knew. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, that's how good he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't understand that. But by the time the world got to him, we had about ten years ahead of him. Like, like, like. I knew. I know everything before he does it. Before the world does, because I'm from there. Like, I told everyone a year in advance. I said, he's moving to. He's he's moving back home. I knew that a year in advance. You know why? Because his wife was looking for a house a year (laughs) in advance. That's common sense. I said, he's coming back. You don't buy a $20 million home if you're not moving back. <laughs> yeah, I, I made so much, I don't bet, um, gentleman money, but I said, I told him, but they were like, I don't, you know, you know, but yeah, I said, hey guys, I guarantee you, he's moving back next year. But yeah, he's a great guy. Great yeah. man. Great businessman, too. He is. Oh, yes. So, guys, where do you see the next? What's going on with? Real quick, you said you you said you you do get mistaken for uh, an actor, and I was gonna think Mike Epps. Was it Mike Epps? Mike Epps. It's him. Okay. Mike Epps. (laughs) Almost every time I go to the airport, somebody will stop me. Every time. Do you ever pretend? Yeah, I'm him. Yeah, yeah. Depends on the. Joking, joking. I would, I would definitely say that. I got another subject to talk to you guys about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got sued. Oh, hey, you're the second person I've heard who got sued. Is it over Airbnb? HOA. H-O-A. They sued oh. the mess out of me. They sued the mess out of me. Mm. They did. And let me tell you what happens, guys. Let me tell you what happens. We didn't go to court. I settled. But this is the mistake. Once you pay them, it's over. Because payment means guilt. And then they're gonna come they're gonna come after you for every infraction. Every infraction. It's it's so crazy that I'm we're just I'm selling the building. It's not worth it. Mm. They, they this this HOA last year made almost a quarter of a million dollars suing its own people for oh, Airbnb. Shit. They do it full time. What's the location? Like city? You don't have to do this. It's the only con- condo downtown Tulsa. They'll know it. Everyone know it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. But listen, guys, I highly recommend. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of I figured out they were going to uh, they they were threatening to lean in the next wing. So what you guys can do, talk to your lawyer, just go ahead and put that place in an irrevocable trust. They can't touch it at that point. Hmm. Wait a minute, do what? Put it in a trust? What you want to do if, if you got to do it before once once if you you got to do it quickly in an irrevocable trust. They can't lean it. So they they're like, hey, if, you, if they're suing you and they're like going to be twenty five thousand bucks, you go and put that sucker in an irrevocable trust. They won't be able to lean it. They won't be able to lean it. Ooh. Irrevocable trusts. Yep. Put in the irrevocable trust. They can't touch you. Do you put all your properties in those or not? A lot of it. And then I tell you another secret, guys, that you can do um, if you're ever in that situation. Uh, uh, 
I'm not, if, if you can find someone to do some work and then put a lien equal to the, a mechanical lien equal to the value of the place, they, they're not going to come after if you do that. Especially if you know the person who's putting the lien on there. You can be creative with that any way you want to. So how does that work again? Sorry. A mechanical lien is 35 bucks. A mechanical lien is, say, for example, Steve, you and I get a contract, right? Uh-huh. Say I get a consulting contract. I'm giving you guys some secrets. And, and in the contract, if I don't pay you whatever the value is, you have a right to lien my house. Oh, wow. 35 bucks. That means you can go put a lien on there and that if I sell it, I have to pay you off first. Now, do you think it's so? You think if someone wants to come after you for $25,000 or whatever, lawyer fees, that if they see there's a lien on there already from you, it could be your best friend, your mom, whatever it is, whatever your agreement is, they're going to come after you? No. It is. <laughs> no. That's, man, that's awesome. I don't know if it's awesome. Now, yeah. with I mean, the irrevocable <laughs> trust, I have a question. Now, if I have a, let's say I have this. I'm not an attorney. A- I'm not an attorney. <laughs> I was just gonna say, can I Airbnb the place? I don't know what I don't know what the HOAs are, but I will never do an HOA again. I will never yeah. do an they they once they I will never do an HOA again. I'm sorry because that, we'll never. That's sorry. been it's my a, problem. I paid I paid out I paid out seven grand because they because let me tell you one thing. If it goes to disposition, you're gonna have to turn over those Airbnb records. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yes, they, yes, they do. If they sue you, and you, and they go to disposition by law, they can go and get your Airbnb records. It is a wrap. I wrote. I was like, "Here you go." I, <laughs> I, I wrote that. <laughs> I was like, "You can't prove I'm Airbnb in it. You can't prove it." And, and uh, once, it, if it goes. If before every turn, it's called discovery. If it gets to discovery, mm. Mm. If, that, if yeah, the judge can. Um, what do you call that? Get your records. What, cease and assist, or no, they can. He can get your records. They can if it goes to de- de- deposition. Yeah, you're being. I tell everyone, if you're caught and it's going to go that, just pay, pay and get out. Yeah, pay and get out. Pay and get out. Yeah, hey, don't, drag, don't drag it on. It's not, it's hey. not worth it. It's yeah, I stopped. It. As soon as the HOA caught me, I stopped. I was like, okay, never mind. I just turned into a corporate rental. Yeah. That's been my problem with getting my house built right now. I have to try to find a neighborhood that doesn't have an HOA. And like all the new houses have HOAs. Mm-hmm. All the new lots. The new lots in Dallas and all around DFW, I didn't realize what they do with those lots. They buy the whole lot, the, all the lots in there, and they put HOAs on. That's how they're making their money. Yep. Get the money right back from HOA. Yeah. Damn. Are you serious? Everywhere in Dallas? Yeah. They put about, they all those new lots in like Arlington and Mansfield, it's like probably 60 lots down there, and they're building houses on all of them. Put HOAs on it. Did you find up, you, have you found a new place yet? No. I'm still trying to, my biggest thing is trying to find the lot. I have the house plan. I have the builder ready to go. He's like, because he's, he's helping me look for a lot too. He's like, man, it's just hard to find those lots with no HOA. Be patient. It's worth it. Yeah. Be patient. Be patient, man. If, if you can get your mortgage paid from someone else staying at your crib, stay right where you're at. It's, it's yeah. worth it. It's, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. It yeah. really is, man. Now, what if you found a lot in a, in a decent part of town? 
like an older part that don't have a HOA, and you just either renovate the house, the little bitty house that's already there, or knock it down and just build your stuff on that lot. Can you do that too? You can, but the thing is, I have to look at the cost of it. The re- the cost of because that well, that's called demo, right? To de- demolish it. That's twenty thousand twenty five. Twenty five for a demo, and then the construction yeah. land construction. It, but your, construction. your mortgage company's going to run all. They're going to they're going to loop all that in your mortgage. Yeah, I may look into that because yeah, that, it's it's insane. Like everything has a HOA now, but I know it's because all that stuff. Like Uber's coming here now. There's too much stuff coming to Dallas. So, guys, where everybody? Where is everybody? What is a great place to have Airbnbs in Dallas? I seem like. You guys, are, it's just booming here. I mean, you guys can do really well, man. Like a great place. Uh, yeah, great areas. Uptown. Northtown, yeah. Uptown's too expensive, man. Isn't it, it is expensive, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Uptown's yeah. expensive. The only thing is, the, the 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 thing about it is, in Dallas at this point, I would even consider going a little bit farther out, like go to South Dallas. I was thinking that and too. And then one, it's cheaper, and then try to get something bigger because the problem is right now if you have a one one like a one bed one bath you ain't gonna make no money it's too much competition so how are you doing on your two twos do you have a two two no i don't have no two twos are you, are you, you, i just had a one bed one bath apart i had a bunch of one bed one bath apartments i got rid of those and then i just have my it? one bed one how bath. was it working out for you the one bedroom one baths it was good at, at first but then it got saturated the market got saturated Right now in Dallas, if you want to make money, you need a two-two or a three-two. That's what I was thinking. So the two, I was going to ask you. So the two-two concept, what I'm doing? Yes. Work here. Okay, great. Are you, in, are you now? If you Airbnb a two-two, you need to make sure you do a pull-out couch in the living room so it sleeps six. Wow. You advertise. So you, you're, you're, what you're doing right now in Dallas is you're trying to fit the maximum amount of people in the space. So wait a minute. So you wouldn't do a two-two and just rent out the poor room, master suite, and none of that. Uh, depends you- on what the numbers look like. Because if you go now, if you go downtown for a two-two, that's almost two grand a month. Yeah, but I was one. I just I don't know. Okay, could you find a two-two and then rent each room out? Have you have you done that yet? Are you thinking about doing that? I haven't done it. I've only I've only done live-in house hacks where I've actually rented room, live downstairs, and rent the rooms upstairs. Have, have you guys heard of anyone doing the two-two and then dividing, and ridding the room out, and you know, you rent one room out and rent the other? I'm doing that right now. It's 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 working out really well. Yeah, man. In Tulsa. Yeah, or even yeah, everywhere. Not Tulsa, Florida. You know, it's worked out. People don't care about now. You know, what our what past guest David does? He does it. He what, rents what like he he breaks he break he what he have like a four two he has I, two houses two, two duplexes. I saw it. And he makes $100,000 a year off a duplex by breaking up the rooms. God. <laughs> $100,000. What? He's renting it to students. There's no, how, okay. Is he renting it per room? Yeah. He broke it down into like four bedrooms. It's like, I think in total it's probably eight bedrooms out of three. It's probably six bedrooms or so. And each one has his own bathroom? One of them does. It's like one of them that he calls, I think he calls it a suite. His name's David Weems. Uh, I know, I know. If you I go know. to our past, yeah, he makes $100,000 off two houses. <sighs> <laughs> and then, but his friend, the lady, now, this is what you were saying. This goes back to what you were saying about being recession-proof, which is the medical industry. 
his friend makes $800,000 a year off two houses by breaking the house up into a nursing home. I feel like logging off this computer. <laughs> well, you know that. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm doing that. I'm I am. I bought a house to convert it to an assisted living facility. Yeah. So he's telling me, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. Definitely. See, and I want to know how that works out because I I've been hearing a lot of people going that now. My my condo would be perfect because I have all the guardrails. It's already set up like a um, was it called special needs unit? So. You know, you know what I would do, man. Also, I don't know. I want to take all you guys' time. I tell you a good thing to make money if you guys want to buy. Say in the, I'm gonna give you guys some secrets. Um, if you guys have houses in the areas that are not good, I don't know. Is it Oak Cliff? I don't know. Yeah, Oak Cliff and Lancaster and uh, yeah, 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 those so just, are just some challenged neighborhoods. You know what you can do is go take that house, go buy that house, and you can Airbnb it, but in a different way. You could convert it to sober housing. To what house? Sober housing. You, you. That's the only way I know that you can. So you can go buy. So in Tulsa, I can go buy a house for about fifteen thousand dollars. Put about twenty in it, and then each room you can go put two beds in there, and those people will pay you two hundred dollars a week, mandatory by the government, right? They's like SSI, while they're getting not to drink alcohol anymore. Yep. Really? Yes. Yep. That I know. I, I, I've got a consultant I'm talking to, but I know a lot. I got a friend of mine. He makes so much money. He just buys houses. He buys cheap houses, puts cheap furniture in there, and he converts it to a sober housing house, and he's making a difference. Mm. Yep. He's making four hundred a week per room. His mortgage is only two forty three, three forty three. Now you could you could probably make even more in that house if you go sell some bootleg hooch to those to those people. Bootleg what? Bootleg hooch, alcohol. That's normal. That's that's the that's face too. That's face too. Yeah. Dude, why are you saying stuff that everybody knows? I'm kidding. I'm not a lawyer. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's normal to sell. Like, it's the upsell, man. The upsell. Come on, man. You'd be the most popular yeah, sober house on the block. Yeah, but guys, we got You're right. We got to just do things that are recession proof. Yeah, we got to do stuff. And the metal, I, I, I only do medical, medical loans, stuff like that. But man, I'm no longer. I'm even the flipping game. The flipping game. That's going to bubble out. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's going to be both. That's why I'm, I'm doing the lease options and stuff like that. You want to do all that stuff, man. But uh, I highly recommend it. And lease options, you make great money in, in the more challenges area. You make a killing off that. Medical, real quick, you said medical. Just made me think of something. Medical bills. You're, you're a credit guy. How, how, do you, how would you go about knocking those out? Let me tell you how you get rid of them. People, you challenge it. Just call, guys. Do you know that if people would just simply write a letter and challenge everything on the report, that the majority is just going to come off doing that? But people don't know that. Yes, it works. What do you send the letter to? How does this letter work? Well, I, I'm not going to give you the letter because you're going to have to pay me for it. But you can find <laughs> <at> it. <laughs> you guys do this every time I come here. I get broke, so I'm not doing. <laughs> We making uh, you money, man. Come on. Yeah, no, 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 because I, I give everything <laughs> away for free. They're like, I don't need you. But anyways, Google, Google, you know what letters to send. 
And what you do is that you, you want to get your credit report and you want to sit there and mark everything that's negative and you want to dispute it. Then you take the information and you put it on a letter and you send it certified. And within 30 days, you get an answer. And it works. I, I got everything removed off my credit report that way. Every single thing removed off that way within 30 days. Can you get cards removed too? What do you mean? Can I get a car removed from my credit report? <laughs> I can show you what to do. We'll talk. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Call Adam James. <laughs> yeah, you can get it removed. I mean, I, what, what, you, what you guys, this is what you want to do. I'm going to give you a second. You want to first, in my opinion, delete every address if you're not living in it that's associated with that negative account. Hmm. Huh. That's first. And that goes off like that. Because how can they verify that? So you want to delete every... So, for example, um, I got a loan. I did a credit building loan about five years ago. And I, I paid it off. It wasn't reporting. And my dumb butt thought to keep it on there. But it doesn't matter because they haven't, I paid it off five years ago. However, that one bank loan account tied me in it tied during that time whatever when i had that bank loan it tied my it, it it was the only thing that was reporting my address that i lived at at the time and so the other negative stuff that was on my report was using that report of the bank right to validate it is that i can't explain it but the, the credit the credit people were like you know what adam um, this this company is reporting you of this address, which is associated with all these other ones. So you want to get rid of the address before the, of, of, the, of the address associated with the accounts that you want to get rid of, even if it's a collection or car or something like that that is dead, that you want to get rid of it. So what I did is that I went and disputed the ad, and it came off. And I even disputed the bank that was reporting it, and that came off. So now, at your credit bureau, if, it's, if, if you think it's something wrong and it's honest and all, but the credit bureau, when that address is not there, they can't tie to anything. You get what I'm saying? So then when you dispute it, they don't see the address. They're like, we got to remove it. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. Dang, that's you, Yeah. Guys, you, guys, and the worst thing you can do, I know we got to go, never... What time are you guys? What time no, are we done? We're good. Weekend? We're good. We might split it into two two episodes. It's all good. Well, hold Keep on. Going. Yeah. I, I gotta go. Never yeah. pay collections off. Don't do it. That hurts you. Really? Yes. It, if you pay if if you pay a collection off, you could Google this. If you pay a collection off, what they're gonna do? That's you just signed on that is yours, and it's guilt. Yeah, admitted guilt. Yeah, admitted. And guess what? And then they're going to keep that on there for the next 10 years. But what if they have some wrong information? Because every collection is purchased from the original. By law, they have to have the signature and the original paperwork from the other ones. They never do. So when you dispute them and say, let me see the, my signature and prove they can't. It has to come off. But if you pay it, that's guilt. You're admitting guilt. Mm. Uh. Don't pay collections off unless you dispute it first. That's what I'm suggesting. I got a big question for you, Adam. 
I got great <laughs> That's answers. A challenge. There you go. I like that. I like that. What is the best mistake you've ever made? I think the greatest, the best mistake. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to be responsible because I don't. How can I say this and be responsible if someone's listening? I don't know if I can answer that. I mean, I can tell you a financial. I, I'm gonna say filing bank bankruptcy. Mm, okay. I hate to say that. The best mistake. Best mistake I've ever made. So I hate you to say that. So you're saying it was a mistake to file. But what I got out of it and what happened. Like, like what, what the benefit, I, I, if, if, I'm going to repeat this and everyone don't file bankruptcy. I'm not saying or encouraging it to do it. I filed bankruptcy because I owned a million or two of real estate and I lived in Detroit, Toledo area. And when the big three went down, everybody in real estate had to, it was no way because everyone's properties went down 60%. That means if you bought a house, for $100,000, it is now worth thirty, And the only way that you can sell that house is if you bring the difference to closing. Hmm. It was a terrible situation. So um, I, if you guys owe debt, don't do it. There was no way to get out. If I could have not done that, I would have definitely not have done that. But what I'm saying is, is the, it humbled me. And then, But I learned the financial system. I learned that. And to go from bankrupt to getting millions of dollars from the bank and loans, what I had to learn and who I had to become and to be responsible, it made me, I, I'm, I'm dangerous because I, I can get anyone around almost any financial situation. I can get you through it. I can get you through it almost anything on the planet because I've lost it all. Wow. So you don't have to go that route. You don't have to lose it all to be successful. That's the path that, that's the path I went to. I suggest not doing that you say how to be responsible with that steve you know yeah yeah a smart man learns from his mistakes a wise man yeah. learns from other people's mistakes yeah but i didn't want anybody going out and i haven't piled down for no don't do that don't <laughs> do it okay was it, did i do that right guys was that responsible no, was, i put the disclaimer in there yeah, that's okay, great good. man it's good, been an good. awesome show again adam we really no appreciate problem, you hopping huh? on got yeah. any closing questions micah no that was it man you you really inspired me especially for the credit stuff because that was my thing oh, that was like started looming on me today i'm like dang i shouldn't have done that. no you can listen yeah. credit credit is easy it is yeah. so easy don't let the fear it you can do your man you can pay someone but you can do it yourself but man just do it just be consistent i'm speaking from experience you can do it and you know if you guys ever want any questions or anything uh about credit or even the trade lines, you can look this up or what I do, um, yeah. or even student loans. You can find me at ajames at the student loan solver.org. Ajames at the student loan solver.org. Uh, that is my website. That's uh, you can contact me on it. I have a 1 800 number, but I forgot it. <laughs> I think it's 1 800 student loan. I just can't believe that. I always get that wrong, but uh, just email me if you have anything and, um, we go over here today. Just thank you guys for the opportunity for to be on your hundredth show and what's have your, me back. Oh, big time! What's yeah. your What's your email, real quick? It's a james at the student loan solver dot org. I have my real estate one, but I want to bring traffic to my website. Okay. <laughs>
Man. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We'll definitely have all your info in the link below and all the, in the link below. Um, definitely, man, hit him up. He's Man, Adam has a lot of good information, lots you of it. student loans, credit, all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, you can catch us at liveletthrive at gmail.com, yep. uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. And, guys, don't forget, this is the best site. If you want credit, business credit, definitely hook up Mike or Steve. Uh, uh, especially also any any marketing uh, I learned how to do Facebook ads on this site right here it changes your life guys You're, this is the best podcast in the world I'm telling you that I call Micah all the time for, for consulting and I'm way older than him but and Steve <laughs> uh, these two have made me some money so this is the right place to be no doubt Thank you. Glad Thank to you. do it, man. Right, Glad brother. to do it. No problem. All right. We are out. Later. All right, man. Be cool, guys. Let me know when you guys post this, all right? Will do. All right, bro. Peace out. Bye. Right. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.